Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Nubra. Thanks and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Bites Podcast here at the Audrain County Health Department. Today we're going to talk about COVID and municipal government and reaction of municipal government to the COVID pandemic. I brought in uh, City of Mexico uh, City Manager Bruce Slagle. That's a mouthful. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> How are you, sir? Good. Good. Well, we wanted to talk about, like I said, COVID and municipal response to it. Bruce, it was a tough response, wasn't it? Well, it, it was. Um, when you look at this thing early on, um, I had to look at it at least in three different ways. How's that? Because I had to look at it as an employer. How do I keep my people safe? Okay. And what do I got to do to provide them the equipment that they need? Uh-huh. I had to look at it as a business to a certain extent as far as how could I keep things operating and take care of the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. of, of, you know, just simply, uh, you know, meeting phone calls to uh, response by public safety to, you know, whatever it may be. Right, sure. And uh, then thirdly, we had to look at it from a community response point of view. How could we participate to keep the community safe as well? Mm-hmm. And when I look at talk a community, I'm talking what was our relationship and working with public health mm-hmm. and the county and the other communities within the county itself, mm-hmm. let alone working with emergency management and all those kinds of things. So we had things going on on, on a number of different fronts, really, on, on what we needed to do and how how we could best respond to all of those different needs. Okay, that's what, that's what I wanted to talk with you about. It was kind of the inside look of, of what happened when it, this started really ramping up for you guys. What was one of the first things that you all did to respond to this? Well, one thing that we wanted to make sure of very clearly and early on, and this is something that I commented on very early on in the process, was mm-hmm. that uh, we wanted to make sure we dealt in facts, mm-hmm. not emotion, right? not rumor, you know, those kinds of things. Sure. So that's why we wanted to make sure we had our partnerships in place with with public health and with the county and everyone else to say, what is the best information and, and, and how we should deal with it? Sure. Then what we did is we actually put plans in place. We had absolutely written plans as far as uh, um, action items and what we were going to do at what levels and when we were going to do it and how we were going to make things happen or not happen. Give me or an how exa- we were going to shut things down if we had to. Give me an example of that. What kind of Can you think of one that, right off the top of your head of, of an action plan that you did? Oh, certainly. We had each department write down what they felt that they needed to do in order to remain in business and operational but also turn around on how they could meet the needs, but if they had to shut down. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about 
some simple things about how we handle just public safety calls in regards to our contact with the public. Right. Because if it was just a health call to some extent, we couldn't risk getting our whole department sick by meeting a health call. Right. So we had to make sure that we took a look and stepped back from some of the health calls, some of those early on, and deal more with what we're going to call public safety issues, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, such as crime issues and civil disturbance issues and those kinds of things. And so we had to prioritize some of those things. We had to sit there and say, at what point are we going to shut down some of the public facilities? as far as uh, whether it be parks equipment, roping them off and different things to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when we shut City Hall down to when we kind of looked at uh, when would we uh, limit access into council meetings and and, uh, uh, from our spacing needs and what kind of personal protective equipment we were going to put up and in place as far as uh, shields. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there was, it was such a wide gamut of everything that we dealt with that, um, we had so many things going on and so many moving parts in so many different directions uh, when this thing started. Yeah, and it sounds like you took the approach of what is the old Spock axiom of uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Is that well, kind of what you all did? Well, in some cases, we had to look at it that way. Okay. You know, um, and we knew we were going to have some employees that were, you know, could not. I mean, they were going to get sick. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, um, we also had to put those things in place to say, okay, how are we going to isolate those if they did so we didn't lose the whole staff? What was the reaction? Um, overall, I think with the staff, I think it went very well. Right. I think they understood it very well. They, they knew what they had to do. Um, people were from the point of view of saying they were understanding, but mm-hmm. I also think people were scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't know what was coming. It was the unknown. We didn't know what was coming. I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we had no idea. This is a brand new thing for everybody, and, and it, it just, yeah. You, you, know? you got the deer in the headlight look a lot, you know. <laughs> and then I think it switched even to some anger at some points with some mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because it uh, it turned into, you're going to do what to me? You're going to mm-hmm. shut me down? You're going to do this? You're going to do that? Well, you know, you can't do that. Well. Right. Um, most of the orders were coming down far above our heads. Right, yeah. You know, from federal and state levels that uh, on some of these things and how we had to react and, and respond. And, and we were just trying to be that good team player to say, how do, we, how, do we, how do we shut stuff down appropriately and keep people safe? That's all it really came down to when right. it really boiled down to it is what was the best way to keep people safe? keep people healthy and keep people from getting it that's that's what the response was all about when it really came down to it right it was a health issue so so you know we 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 made our way through that initial response and we kind of got into a holding pattern there where we had to put things in place to try and keep as many people safe as possible and still do our jobs but um pretty soon we started hearing of the vaccine and 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 the promise that that was going to bring. Did you guys hear the same thing coming from your end uh, as far as on the municipal end? Well, that's exactly what I think we were hearing and, uh-huh. and, and, and actually hoping that would make a difference. Right. I mean, we had, uh, you know, we were crossing our fingers and hoping that whatever came of the vaccine and uh, that it could make a difference and, and slow this virus down. And uh, so when that came about, we had the opportunity you know, again, to partner with public health and the county and everything else, we were there. We were at right. the table. We wanted to make sure that we, again, back to providing public health to our citizens. Right. The And, and, and talking about, you know, we had the mass vaccination clinics here. We had four days to plan that, <laughs> essentially. I mean, that was, you know, we got notified uh, the Thursday before that Friday 
that next Friday, and then we started really earnestly planning it on Saturday. Um, had to have everything in place by Wednesday. One of the first calls that we made was to you all, and your response was just like, "What do you need?" Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, well, we can't do that because of this. It was, "What do you need?" Yeah. How do we? How are we going to make this happen? Right. Because it was that important to the community. It was yeah. that important to the people. What? And so when you got that call, what? What? What did you think? What? What? What was your reaction? Oh, my first reaction was, "Hey, let's get our department heads in here and let's figure out how we can make this happen." Right. And I mean, it was. It wasn't a thing about saying no. It's not going to happen. It was. It was. Right. It was far more about saying, "What do we have to do to make this work?" and be as efficient and effective as possible. And thankfully, we've got an airport that we were able to accommodate that because that Absolutely. airport worked out perfect. You know, it really did. I mean, if we, we learned from it as mm-hmm. we did it, you know. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of uh, traffic out on the roads and so on <laughs> right. in order to start with and, and in parking lots and everything else. Um, so we learned from some of those things. You always do, you know, yep. hindsight. It's beautiful, you know? <laughs> it but, uh, you know, um, I think we tried to do everything we could up front to make it as, as good of event as we could to meet as many needs as we could. What kind of road, do you remember any roadblocks that were in the way there that you had to overcome in making that happen? You know, I think for the most part, I think everybody understood. Mm. I think once you made those contacts and said, look, we need to do this. Right. I think most people came along pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what we saw on our end too was. The state came to us and said, hey, you got to do this. And we're like, okay, where do we go from here? And as soon as we started making those contacts with you and with the county and with, you know, we were out on Saturday morning trying to find a place with, with the county commissioners. I think you were out of town at the, at the time. But uh, we were out we were out with the county commissioner, and that's where we just settled on the airport. And it just went from there. And it was just it just kind of flowed seamlessly. Yeah. How, yeah well, how important was it to have those relationships in place beforehand oh absolutely essential you know we have said uh in the last 10 years since i've been in the community Mm -hmm. especially working with the county and everybody else that uh, we can accomplish far more by working together than we can working against each other and we've done it on a number of things and it's about communication and simple respect and understanding where the other partners are coming from and uh, you just got to work together to make things happen. It's, right. it's, it is about service to the public. How do you go about that? How do you go about make you know, uh, uh, I, I know how to do it, you know, it's just networking. But how, how, to the listener, how do you explain to them, how do you go about making those connections and making sure that you have those relationships in place? Oh, it, it, it is about continuous communication. It really is. You've got to talk to these folks regularly. You have to let them know. And it's a certain amount of cooperation, too. You Mm -hmm. have to be willing to cooperate, too. And you got to, and it's a give and take. Right. I mean, it, uh, in some instances, it's, it's like a relationship of a marriage. Right. And other times, it's a relationship of a parent. Yeah, because there was, I mean, I remember in the planning phases, there were things that were said that I was like, I don't agree with that, but then I saw the overall picture, and I'm like, you know what? That does make sense. So I you know, went, on, went along with it because it, it made sense. Right. You, and that was, that was the thing I took away from it was, was it wasn't about, well, you do this because I say so, and you do this because I say so. It was, hey, we're going to do this together because this is what is going to be beneficial for everybody, not just us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about an individual. Right. It wasn't about a person. It wasn't about an, one entity. Right, right. It was about... Government serving the people. Right. How and did that's you, what local government does every day. True. Yeah, exactly. More so than any other, probably. I, I would agree with that. How did you guys handle, you know, when you, let's go back to when you guys 
first put into place the the separations and the, and the and the the spacing and at the meetings and stuff like that and the, and the guards and stuff and how did you handle public opposition i guess is a good way to put it to, to you can't tell me to do this fortunately we had very little of that oh good yeah you know um and the one or two that we had basically um never really caused an issue good good and uh I think most people respected what we had to do, understood what we had to do, and uh, especially from the meetings and the separation and mm-hmm. so on. You know, we had a few make some silly kind of comments at times, but <laughs> right. um, they were such in the minority that I think everybody else kind of said, "No, this is this is the right thing, and we know it." Right, right. Um, and then, and then, when you know, did you get any kind of flack from anybody about about your participation in helping to host the vaccine events or anything like that, or or did you have any problems on that front? None. 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 I think everybody understood that it was, you know, our responsibility to be at the table, right. be there, make this happen. Right. Um, it goes back to if if we as local government can't make it happen, who can? Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, looking forward now. We, we've got the vaccine in place. We've had, you know, the vaccine for, for almost a year now. Um, and things are starting to open back up. Um Talk about your plan there. How, how's that going? What did you guys decide to do, and when did you decide to do it? Well, not only did we have the plan how we were going to shut things down, uh-huh. we also had the plan how we were going to come out of things at what levels. Back when you had the plans made. Absolutely. So not down. only was it how we were going to shut down, it was how we were going to reopen. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, now, we have reopened a lot of things. Right. But we are still taking a number of precautions still with protective equipment. You know, we're still leaving our shields up as mm-hmm. far as uh, at the counter and keeping people six feet apart and uh, making sure that there are masks available and sanitation products available and and so on. And as you know, we've seen a surge here a little bit lately again. And so we've already had some discussions. Okay, do we start separating back out a little bit? And uh, I think we're all a little nervous to wait and see what may come out <laughs> right. of the latest holiday rounds here right. as far right. as uh, what could happen locally. Because we're seeing nationally, you know, the trend going back up. Sure, yeah. Um, and we're still just encouraging everyone, get vaccinated. Yeah. You know, that um, that's important. And, and, you know, you guys were a part of that as well. We've got a new sign up down at the old AP Green place here in Mexico on those two big signs that says, you know, be safe vaccinate you guys you own, you own that side now and and you i came to you i remember coming to you and saying you're like do it yeah absolutely <laughs> there wasn't really no you know it's like it's like we own it you know and and we're gonna help you out so we thank you for that yeah it, it is about education yeah you know and getting the right message out because there is so much misinformation out there yeah definitely. and uh, when you listen to a lot of the commercials that public health is running and some of those things and uh to try to dispel some of those things. That's important. Right. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier to you, you know, that uh, I wonder what people would have done like our parents and our grandparents, you know, with polio. Mm. You know, this is the same kind of thing. It's a We eradicated polio for basically, you know, across, across the country, across the world. Across the world, yeah. And, same thing uh, with smallpox. Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> and it was about vaccinations. Right. That's what it was about. Yeah, and there was, you know, you didn't hear the cacophony that you're hearing now, you know, that much. No. Um, so. Yeah. So, um, one other topic you want to talk about was was, I, you know, the government came came in, the federal government came in and made available 
um, PPP money, money that was meant to help uh, reinforce the 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 budgets of municipalities and and organizations that needed it. Was Mexico privy to some of that money? Uh, the first round of the CARES funding only went to the county level. Okay. Now, very fortunately, Audrain County did assist us with some things. Okay. Um, a couple of things that uh, the biggest thing that they assisted us with is uh, they were re- able to reimburse us for a lot of our overtime issues with our public safety and responses mm-hmm. and and uh, activities that we spent fighting. Mm-hmm. The uh, I don't know what the fighting is a good word, no, but at least good, responding. That, yeah, no, that, no. That, I mean, you're you're fighting a disease. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what we're doing. And uh, so our our out of pocket expenses there, we were able to get some of those things covered, which was was very helpful to repunish the budget as far sure. as some of those things. So yeah, um, but now you've got rescue funds. Are those is that still in the works? Right. We. Uh, we do have rescue funds that uh, we did receive directly, mm-hmm. and um, the city of Mexico as a whole received a little over two point three million. Or will we got the first installment? We won't get the second installment for a year. Okay. Uh, what we did during budgeting with council and so on is we sat down and we talked about community needs. What is what's needed? What's mm-hmm. necessary? Mm-hmm. What are our high priorities? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we sat down and made a list, and then we put together basically a description of what that meant. As far as uh, one of the high priorities was uh, uh, an aerial fire truck. Well, it was about housing incentives. It was about stormwater projects. It's about sewer projects, and 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 so on. Mm-hmm. And then we had council rate that list, rank it, and uh, so that become our priority list as far as how we intend to spend money. One of the first projects that we've already partnered with is with Audrain County. And we put together what we call a housing incentive program, a HIP Yeah, program. talk about that a little bit. What's, what, what is the housing incentive program? What, what, what are you doing with that? What it is is that the city, as well as Audrain County, both put 250000 into a pot. I said there's a half million dollars sitting there. Mm-hmm. And this is for developers to start and build and put on the ground housing subdivisions for workforce housing. Okay. And uh, so what we're doing is helping reimburse part of the cost to install the water and the sewer and the storm sewer I see. into those areas because we recognize that housing is a very important part of what we need to regrow our community. Really? Is that, did that take a hit in, the, in, the, in the, the initial stages of the pandemic? Well, you've seen you know, the housing market just go crazy lately. Yeah, it's a buyer's market, or it's a seller's market, sorry. You know, yeah. and uh, what we're also seeing, and I just spoke to, to a, a lady here just two weeks ago. Uh, uh, for <laughs> We were sitting down, and, and uh, uh, she approached, and uh, she said that uh, she just moved here from uh, St. Louis area. Mm. And uh, she said she was in, uh, in a business that uh, they sent her home to work from home. And her business basically said that they can continue to work from home. They don't have to go back to the office. They, in fact, shut part of their office down, and she can work from home now permanently. And she said, then why do I need to live in St. Louis with all the hustle and bustle? And she moved out here. (laughs) And so what we're seeing is we're seeing people come here, and that is also putting an additional strain on housing. Okay. And if you look at our unemployment numbers, Mm -hmm. um, Mexico's unemployment number – Right now, the last month, 2.3%. 
So the only way we're going to make this community grow and get people to do jobs and get, we have to have housing for them. Right. They've got to live here. Right. And uh, if you look, I think right now, um, I looked yesterday, I want to say it was, on the uh, on the market for real estate for just basic homes mm-hmm. in Mexico. And I want to say there's only like 23 on the market that's available right now. Wow. So, I mean, the only way we're going to make a difference long-term for this community, to grow this community, grow our population, is we got to have housing. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you're talking rentals and uh, and homeowners. You know. What this program is predominantly designed for is for owner-occupied. Owner-occupied. Okay. All right, good. And so... So you've got five hundred thousand dollars sitting there, and you're you're encouraging contractors to dip into this to help them do what? Okay, um, if they have a housing subdivision, mm-hmm. planning one, mm-hmm. plat one, they have to have a minimum of eight lots to start. Okay, okay. and uh, we'll reimburse up to ten thousand dollars per lot for the cost of installing those uh, essential services. Okay. All right. And we've already have our first application already for 12 lots. Wow. Really? So, and uh, we believe we'll probably, from, from what we've talked to with a couple of other developers, I think we'll see one or two more um, come forth here shortly as well. And uh, it's about getting those lots on the ground to make them available to build houses. How tough has it been trying to attract business here? And I know this is probably a Russell Runs question more but because uh, he's the economic development director, but just from your your vantage point how tough has it been in the business market to try and attract a business to come here and want to be in this community because of covid it it uh, it's been a little bit of a double edged sword okay um some people want out of the metro areas mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and again one of the individuals i spoke with here in the last month and their point was is that uh you know, they can live in a uh, one-bedroom apartment, basically, in, in Silicon Valley, basically, and and uh, be paying $1,500 a month for it. Right. And still work from home, or they can move out here and have a nice place for 500 Right. <laughs> and doing the same job. Right. Yeah. You know. So, in some ways, it's not so much the businesses. It's, it's people that are moving. Okay. Um, now, there are certain businesses, local businesses, that have done okay. And uh, certainly, I think we could say the grocery store business has been good. Right. And some would even say the, the liquor store business has been good and a few others. But sure. Um, and I see that in our sales tax numbers. Uh-huh. And uh, our local sales tax numbers are up, which means more people are buying local, which mm-hmm. that means they aren't going to the metro areas because I'm assuming they're concerned, safety and those issues. Right. Um, and it could very well be some of it could be from the stimulus money and whatever else that they had too. So I, I sure. realize it's a mix of things. Right. Um, now recruiting has been hard because of unemployment numbers, but it's across the nation hmm. as far as the numbers go. Um, so, um, people have a different opinion of what they want to do today. <laughs> this, this, this changed people's mentality and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, about what they want to do and how they want to do it and change their priorities in life to some extent. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, yeah. But so, and I don't think we know what the new norm's going to be. I don't think so either. I, I really don't. I mean, I think we're still discovering that. And yeah. it, it, it's going to take a while to discover that. Yeah. But, but as long, you know, uh, as long as we've got, you know, the local municipalities understanding that, I think it's going to go a long way in helping us to get back to that normal. Right. And uh, we just, uh, you know, 
simple. This summer when we opened up the pool. Right. One of the best things we've done in a long time, you know, as <laughs> right. far as uh, the aquatic center. Uh-huh. But one of the things we did when we built that thing is uh, we put a filtration system in there that um, is, and it kills COVID. Right. It's not just a, um, it's an ultraviolet type thing that kills mm-hmm. germs and everything else. So it's not just about filtering the water to get the dirt out. It's right. also about getting the germs out. Yeah, I talked. I had Chad in for a, a podcast here oh, a couple months ago talking about that, uh, uh, the new filtration system that was paid for with uh, PPP money, I believe, part, yeah, partially. Partially it was, yes. And, and that's that's a great thing because you're not only looking out for the aesthetic quality of the pool, but you're also looking out for the health and safety of the pool as well. Absolutely. So those are the kinds of things that local government needs to be paying attention to, I think. Right, right. What, what do you see in the future? Look in your crystal ball. Tell me. <laughs> um, boy, that's a, that's a real hard one. <laughs> um, I think as we look forward... We just have to be the best community that we can be for what we have. And uh, um, what I'm seeing and hearing from a lot of folks is that it's about quality of life. Hmm. And uh, they want to feel safe in their community. Mm-hmm. They want to have good schools. Mm-hmm. And they want to have a place to get out and actually recreate and some of those things. And that's what's important to them. And... Uh, when you're in some of the big cities and locked up and some of those things and can't get out and, and some of the homeless issues that's gone on in some areas and so on, a lot of people are wanting out of that. Yeah. And they're wanting back to a simpler life. Right. And uh, so that's where I think when we talk about housing and we talk about the pool or we talk about the parks or mm-hmm. we talk about public safety or we talk about schools, we have to be the best that we can be here in Mexico to make that available to those that are looking for it. Because if we're going to grow and be a good community, and maybe it is, maybe some people say it's that bedroom community to, mm-hmm. to, to Columbia or whatever else. That's okay. As I say, is there a problem with that? I mean, as long as we're taking care of people here locally. You know, it, it, you know that's <laughs> what it's about, isn't it? Taking care of the people. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you get in certain areas and people, like I said, they don't like the violence and they're in they're concerned and scared and locked up. And, right. and uh, um, so if we can provide those kinds of things as a community. I think we're heading in the right direction. Thanks, Bruce. I appreciate you. Very good. In. All right. That is Bruce Schlegel. Bruce, Bruce Schlegel. <laughs> Bruce Schlegel. He is the uh, city administrator and uh, city manager for the city of Mexico. And this is the Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Chris Newbrow, your host. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrain County Health Department's Healthy Bites podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrain County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbrow. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.